This is the second part of Aqeedah in the fifth session in Palms B. قال رحمه الله تعالى سميع البصير والمتكلم له صفات سبعة تنتظم أنني سيد فقدرة إرادة سمع بصر حياة العلم كلام استمر These other seven attributes which people think of as being different from the other seven attributes we said that Allah is powerful and then here is another attribute him being powerful Allah is willing and him being willing Allah is hearing him be being all hearing being all seeing some scholars of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah they did not consider these to be separate attributes so they said there are only 13 attributes that we have already mentioned which are So they said it's these 13 attributes that a person needs to know. Some other scholars have said to being powerful, being willing, being all hearing. They said these sifat are called ma'nawiyya. These attributes, they said it's like an extra set of seven attributes that show the relation between the power of Allah and us. I.e. when we say Allah is powerful, that is his attribute. That he subhanahu wa ta'ala had with or without the creation with or without the creation before and after the creation but him being attribute is the manifestation or the attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his power in relevance to me in relevance to me because we said before that the attributes mainly define the true God to us they don't define the true God as a true God but they define the true God to us that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not need these attributes. But we need to know these attributes so that we distinguish between the true God and a false God. So him being powerful, we need to know that, that this power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exists. And it exists without a start. And it exists without an end. And it exists and it is different from our power. We know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is powerful. That's his attribute as powerful. But him being powerful is what does this power mean to me? How do, what, how do I relate to it? Because some people might think of the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in comparison to something. Uh, that it shouldn't be compared to anything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Ala kulli shay'in qadir, That he has power over everything. So I need to know that you cannot compare the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to anything. It does not need a modifier, meaning it does not need an upgrade. The power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does, does not have levels. And it relates to every possible thing. Like anything 
that's conceivable, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has power over it. What do you mean by everything that is conceivable? There are unconceivable things like having another God with Allah. God with Allah. That's inconceivable. So no one can, say, can ask the question, can Allah create another God? The fact that he created him means he's not a God. So it's inconceivable. The word God and being created together are not conceivable. So a question like that shouldn't be asked. But can Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create? When you say, can Allah create? Does Allah create? You're talking uh, within the conceivable things. Because inconceivable things do not mean anything. Do not mean anything. He's willing that again it exists without a start. The will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has always been there. That it has no end. It is different from our will. Our will is within our reach. There are certain things that we have no will over. Like the palpitation of your heart. You don't have a will for that. Your life. Coming to life. You didn't have a will for that. And that's why some questions that are being asked about. Is it fair for Allah to bring me to life and then he holds me accountable? You are bringing two things that are not related to each other. He's not holding you accountable for being brought to life. He's holding you accountable for the actions that you engage in after he has endowed you with the tools. And if you are blaming him for bringing you to life, why wouldn't you then blame him if he puts you in paradise? What if he were, was to put you in paradise right away? Being all hearing, we know that he subhanahu wa ta'ala is all hearing and he's that him being all hearing, it exists without a start, without an end, doesn't need a modifier, meaning he subhanahu wa ta'ala would hear what is considered to be sawt, sound, that's heard by us, or sound that is not heard by us, or what we wouldn't consider even as a sound, ultrasound. Him all seeing, alive, knowing, speaking, that he subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks without letters, that he subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks without sounds. Meaning, his kalam, his speech, is not judged by words, sounds, and letters. So the Qur'an is the manifestation of the attribute of Allah. It's the kalam of Allah, it's the speech of Allah. But it's a manifestation of the attribute. Why, why do we say it's a manifestation of the attribute? Because the attribute is eternal. The attribute is eternal. The attribute does not have a start and doesn't have... And end. But the Quran that we have in our hands today, when we say Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, we start it. When we say Sadaqallahu al-Azim, we finish it. When you say that this Quran that is in the Mus'haf in front of me, yes, of course it's Kalam Allah, but it's not the eternal Kalam. It's the manifestation of that eternal Kalam. So we differentiate between two attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What we call the kalam, the speech of Allah as his eternal attribute, that's eternal. And the manifestation of that, which is not eternal. Its eternal side relates to the eternal attribute. But its physical side does not relate to that. Let me give you an example before we go ahead with the question. You have been thinking about an idea for so long. And then you decided at a certain point to put that in writing. Or to speak about it. What you are saying is a manifestation of what is in your heart or your mind. 
You can't say that it has started when you started speaking. Neither can you say that what you say is identical to what you feel. It's just a manifestation of it. So definitely, that inside talk do not have the same rules of that. It's manifestations. We say the attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being the kalam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala having speech, it is eternal. It has been manifested at a certain stage in history and became Torah. Another stage in history and became gospel. Another stage in history and became scriptures of Abraham. Another stage in history and became the Psalms of David. Another stage in history and became the Quran. The Quran that we have here in our hands. But the Quran has another manifestation. It's in Allah al-Mahfuz. It's in the preserved tablet. How is it in Allah al-Mahfuz? Is it in these in this ink, in these words, in these shapes? Is it there in the diacritical format or without the diacritics? Is it with the vowels or is it not with the vowels? Is the meme in bism with the same round shape? So for you to say that this is identical to that, it means you are entering an area and deciding for something that you have no knowledge of. It was in Allah al-Mahfuz. And then from Allah al-Mahfuz, Jibreel carried it. And he brought it to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How did Jibreel alayhi salam carry it to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Did he carry it in scriptures? Well, Jibreel alayhi salam, as the Quran itself says, has revealed it to the heart of the Prophet sallallahu Normally the kalam is revealed to that. But the Quran says, ala qalbik, on your heart. So what we're talking about here is that it, the completely different experience of dealing with Kalamullah as an attribute, and this requires a prophet who has different qualifications, his heart has different qualifications, his ability to receive, let's say, this divine signal is different. His machine of receiving that divine signal is different. And then the prophet is called Muballigh. He's a Muballigh, he's a conveyor. He conveys from God what he has revealed to him. When he conveys, he conveys what has come to his heart, to us. But the how, of has, how, how, how has it been delivered to his heart? The how of that is different. It's like someone experiencing a, 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 a poem in a dream. A poet seeing a poem in a dream. And then when he wakes up, he translates that into poetry. So the, myth, the method of him experiencing it is different from the method you're experiencing it. You hear it as sounds, but he has heard it as something else. <coughs> Obviously, the, the content and the words and everything of it has been is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it's a manifestation of the words of Allah. The Prophet doesn't add anything. But the mechanism of that is, is again, something that you cannot categorically say it was like that. Yes, Sister Zahra. Yes, and also it is important to recite correctly because we are reciting Kalamullah, but at the same time, if you make a mistake, oh, yeah. yes, you can't say that I have made a mistake in the Kalam, the speech, which is the attribute of Allah. See? Which is the attribute of Allah. Yes, you made a mistake in Kalamullah, which is the manifestation of the Kalamullah. So people should not, should not be fooled into believing that the Qur'an as the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
has a start and has an end. No, it doesn't have a start, it's eternal. But the Quran that we copy, that I write, this, which I have turned into ink and words and stuff like that, it's a manifestation of the eternal attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why he said, Kalamun istamar. Kalamun istamar. So, how do we understand then if the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has always been has always been continually spoken? How do we understand that Allah spoke to Moses? It means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has removed barriers from Moses that Moses was able to receive and understand the manifestation of the speech of God. But it doesn't mean that God has spoken in a human language. It just means that Musa السلام, has understood from God what he wanted to deliver to him in a different way. As some scholars say, he possibly created the speech in a tree so that Moses heard the tree and he understood. No. But we understand that Musa السلام, got an understanding of what God so said to him by re re removing the barrier between his hearing and what Allah wanted to, to deliver. So it was, that's why he's called Kalimullah. Well, he had, what, what did Musa السلام, hear? Yes, but how, how was take off your shoes being delivered to him? How? That's the question. Yeah. Sometimes you look at someone and you understand from a look. Take off your shoes. Sometimes they point at you. Sometimes you're just inspired. Sometimes it comes in a different, in a different way. That's why he is a prophet. That's why the Prophet ﷺ is a prophet. Because their experience of receiving from Allah is different. One of the meanings of wahi is inspiration. To be inspired. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that was one of, one of the linguistic meanings of the word wahi, revelation. فَقُدْرَةٌ إِرَادَةٌ سَمْعٌ بَصَرٌ حَيَاةٌ الْعِلْمُ كَلَامٌ إِسْتَمَرٌ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, <coughs> that's narrated by Imam al-Tabarani from Ibn Jubayr, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to Moses, I have granted you a thousand hearings to be able to hear my speech, and ten thousand tongues to be able to respond to me. Again, you know, that's not, that's not to be taken literally. But it is just to approximate to us the magnificence of that experience. So affirmative attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, some of them don't relate to anything, like the oneness of Allah. We know that Allah is one. That's it. It doesn't relate to anything in our life. It does not, this attribute... That's the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not have a relation to, think, to things that is in this created universe. It's, a, it's an attribute of perfection. Well, there are other uh, <clears throat> attributes that relate to existing things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is hearing, seeing. He hears what exists and he sees what exists. So someone might say, can Allah hear something that is not existing yet? What do you mean by existence? If you mean by existence being in a stage that is perceivable to you, then he subhanahu wa ta'ala can hear what is in a stage that is not perceivable to you. So he, your existence in your mother's womb is existence. I can't perceive that, but Allah can hear it. 
your existence in your father's back as an atom is existence. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has heard you in that existence. As our sister was asking earlier, when Allah asked us on the day, before there was day and night, and he said, am I not your Lord? And we responded, he heard us, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you mean by existence, a specific stage or a manifestation of existence, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for him, all of this means the same. And that's why sometimes when we think of the uh, qadr or the predestination that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has predestined things, we find it difficult to understand because, you know, we are limited by future and past. You can't occupy three points in time at the same time. You can't say, well, I'm here today. Well, today you have a tomorrow and you have yesterday. And you have last year. You can't do anything. You know, that's this why they say, you have no choice in things that you have already taken a decision about. I mean, if you have decided to come before you enter this door, you had the choice either to come in or to go back. But once you have opened the door and came in, you had once you open the door, you have no more choice whether to open the door or not. So you're forced, but you have choice. You're forced, but you have choice. You are, before you shave your beard, you have the choice either to shave it or not. But once you shaved it, that choice does not exist anymore. At 3 o'clock, you're going to be in a meeting. At 2.59, you had the choice whether to join the meeting or to decide not to. But at 3 o'clock, once you have taken the decision to be in the meeting at 3 o'clock, you have no other option. So you see? When we say a human being has choice, but he's forced. Yes, you're forced. We're forced because we are part of the time. We can't change anything. You can't change the future because you have no access to it. And you can't change the past because it has already passed. You have no access to do anything about it. Even if you go and apologize for a mistake that you have made, you have not changed the mistake. You have not removed the mistake. You are just trying to fix the outcomes of it. So there are, but for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, past, present, future, don't mean anything. Just like the plain land ahead of you. You can see everything. So those, there are attributes that relate to possible things. And that's his knowledge and speech. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's knowledge relate to possible and impossible things. He subhanahu wa ta'ala can know what would have been impossible if it were to happen. How would it be? For example, a child who's been born could have become dead. What would have happened? What would have been the feelings of his mother if that child has died? Allah knows. Allah, Allah's knowledge covers that as well. If that child was to die, how will his mom be feeling? But now since the child has been born, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also knows that. And there are attributes that relate <coughs> to possible things. And that is simply power and will. Power and will. That the, the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relate to things that have two options. His will for you either to live or not. To get married or not. So if there is always option. The fact that will is, a, is an attribute and the definition of will is sifatun tukhassusul mumkin bi ba'di ma 
It's an attribute that decides one of the two options for possible things. Where to go. That's, that's the essence of the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why do we say that this is the will of Allah? We need to understand. <clears throat> Let me give you an idea. You wanted to buy a pack of tissues. You go into a shop. You have chosen to go into this shop. You look around and this shelf has loads of options. Have loads of, loads of options. You choose one of them. When you said, I choose one of them, you said, you understand, you, you had the will to choose that. But your will is within the will of the shopkeeper who has decided to bring all of these options for you. Your will is judged by that option, by these options. You can't choose something that does not exist there. So now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you the ability to think and has told you, this is what happened if you take this route and this is what happens if you take that route. And he subhanahu wa ta'ala created the universe in such, in such a way that we made what we call causality. Causality mm. is a relation between two things, cause and effect, that is not intellectually necessary. It is habitual necessity. There is no intellectual necessity that fire can burn. That's not intellectual. That's not an intellectual thing. Why is it not an intellectual thing? Because if you bring someone who has never seen a fire burning, he will put his hand in that and he will, he will not understand that it can burn him. But we have built something similar to certainty that fire burns, based on what? Observation. For thousands of years, people have been seeing that fire burns, fire burns. All things in life, this causality law belongs to the observed world. We build it based on our observation. If someone has never ever seen in his life fire extinguishing, uh, water extinguishing fire, he might not relate them. So he might see fire in front of him, eating things, and there is water and he will not pick up the water. As he doesn't have this relation. You build that. The relation between eating or, or being hungry and needing to eat. That's something that we build. A person who cries, must be, there must be a pain. This causality law is built within this universe. Now, who has taught us this causality law? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the one who has given us the brain that is able to observe and understand these things. So now when I do things and I put them together and that outcome comes, apparently it is my will. But in reality, it's the will of Allah. Because he is the one who has caused this causality to bring out effort or to bring out the outcome. For example, we know that a cause of a baby is a man and a woman. Well, there are so many men and women who are together and there are no babies. So the law of causality doesn't work here. Sometimes the law of causality should not work, but it works. There is only one woman called Maryam. And then she had a child. So the law of causality has been broken here. And this is the role of a miracle. A miracle does not break intellectual laws. Because if it breaks the intellectual laws, there will be no universal language. You can't speak to anyone. 
People will not have any reference point. Your reference point at the end is your mind. I mean like your reference point that you would not go crazy. If, 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 like, you need it in order not to go crazy. You need it to speak to people. How are we going to talk to people about the deen, about the existence of Allah? There has to be a common language. This common language is your mind. There is another level of common language that can be broken and people can still understand it. That is called observation. I observe that animals don't speak. <coughs> oh, but you know what? There is a dog, there is a lizard that spoke to the Prophet It has broken the, the normal observation. And in those days, it was a miracle. Today, it's still a miracle. But people, children see cartoons and they see animals talking and it, 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 it's acceptable. <laughs> Why is it acceptable? Because it does not negate the essentials of the mind. If it, if it negates the essentials of the mind, children will laugh at you. Because they can't perceive it. It's inconceivable. Does that make sense? Hmm. Right, what do we have here? Oh, we have taken from there. Yes. Only only four.